welcome to the Bougie and Backpack podcast. My name is Angel Trin and I'm from Pennywise Traveler. And I'm Mackenzie from Travel Hacks Mac. And we're so happy that you're here today. We're talking about flying standby. Yeah, standby. So I don't have that much experience with standby. I did one time fly standby and or I tried to fly standby because so okay so what happened was I was supposed to fly back from Newark to Indianapolis and I had work the next day I had this training I had to do and my flight just kept getting delayed 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 and then it was it was 2 a.m and we're on the tarmac on the airplane it was it was because of thunder like there's nothing they can do about it and then finally the flight was canceled and I was really annoyed because I had work the next day and and I had to cancel my training that I like had been trying to sign up for for months and then I they said the next flight they could put me on was the next night at like 9 p.m I was like well what if this happens again so that was the soonest flight they could put me on and it was annoying and I tried every every other method I looked at other flights there was nothing else because everything else was the same situation they were super booked up but they were like well if you want you could try to fly standby you can fly standby try at like seven or something. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try to fly standby. So I get there and, you know, I got to the airport early and then I go to the gate and I'm like first on the standby list. I'm like waiting, waiting. And then they get everyone on the plane. And I was like, so did I get on or no? And they're like, they just didn't really say anything. They're like, no, like they like, they basically didn't tell me and they, they didn't even, they made it seem like they're like, well, yeah, maybe this fl- flight is supposed to be full, but maybe we'll see. And then they just all boarded. And then I was like, so what about, and they're like, yeah, no. It's like, okay, great. So that was my experience. It was annoying because I got there early and there's nothing I can do about it. But the only reason I was brave enough to even try was because they had moved me from one flight to another. So I knew like they would have moved me to that flight. So I wasn't thinking in my head like, oh, I can just show up early to the airport and try to fly standby. I don't really totally understand how that works, but I know that you can do that. And I'm just, I get like afraid to do it. So we're going to talk about all the different ways that you can do it, what the different implications are, what fees are associated with it, whether you can use status to do it or what your options are there. I actually flew standby like two times the past month. I did not expect to fly standby, but it was actually free. So Recently, Southwest Airlines, they changed a policy where you can fly standby for free. So I wanted to go on an earlier flight to go to Chicago. This was for Chicago seminars. So this was last month. So I literally got there and I was able to actually go to the American Express Centennial Lounge with a standby ticket. I didn't know if it was accidental or not, but they let me in on LaGuardia. I think it's because Southwest they put the time slots on there, even though it's standby. And I don't know if the, if the agent at American Express was looking and I said standby, but they let me in. So I still got dinner that way at the Centurion Lounge. But I was able to make the standby list, but I was like C, like, I think I was like C30 or something like that, like in the, in the back of the line. But it was fine because I got to um um Chicago earlier. But you did have a confirmed ticket for later that day, right? Yeah, I did have a confirmed ticket for later that day. And I had a bag because I was flying back from Europe. So this is when I was coming back from my European cruise that I travel hacked on with Carnival. So then, like, I had, like, my bags and stuff with me. So I had, like, you know, luggage. And they were like, yeah, your bag will make it. And I'm like, what happens if it doesn't? They're like, lady, just go. (laughs) And then, like, I I did. And the bag was there. The baggage claimed. So I was like, all right. It made it even though I was on standby. I would not have trusted that. I'm I'm shocked. I mean, Southwest is like, I think they, I guess they know what they're doing with, with, 
with their checked bags because they have free checked bags. But I mean, I've had my bag not make it on the actual flight I was supposed to fly on. So I'm surprised they were able to do that there. Hey, I had a confirmed seat with JetBlue last year. And my bag did not make it to go back to my house. I mean, it worked out. It was just to my house. It was fine. I have clothes at home. But it was like $200 they gave me for a voucher. So I, I would take that. If I'm going home and you mistakenly left my bag behind, as long as it comes back the next day or two, and you give me a voucher, I would take that. So it's fine. But this one, it was more risky because I was going to Chicago. So like, if I had like no clothes, you know, I, I don't know, you know. I guess I would have to go shopping yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, that would but, have been um, Yeah, terrible. the bag made it. It was fine. And I flew, so the bag made it. And I was able to go to Centurion Lounge. So that one worked out. So I think when it comes to the lounge, I, because I think you can, you could fly standby even earlier. Like, but that's when you might not be allowed into the lounge. With If you have a standby ticket and it's within the time frame, I think they have to let you into the lounge. I, I thought it has to be a confirmed ticket within three hours from the, your confirmed seat, isn't it? Because my, my confirmed seat was actually past three hours. So three hours, like when my standby ticket was earlier for three hours versus my confirmed seat was much later. So I wouldn't have been able to get in with that normal ticket. So why do you think they let you in? They just didn't know? Because usually they, they're they really, usually they scan it and they're kind of strict. Hey, that's not my fault. They let me in. I had dinner at a Centurion Lounge. Works for me. I I had the other day, I had a confirmed ticket for Delta. I go to Centurion Lounge. I'm there. My flight is in, my flight starts boarding in an hour. So I'm definitely within the time frame. And they're scanning my ticket and it just like doesn't work. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, is this the right ticket? I was like, yes. Like, what are you talking about? So I feel like they're usually pretty strict because when they scan it, they can see if it's not the right time. So I don't know. I'm surprised they let you in. Maybe they just Maybe because the lounge was crowded and they're like, ugh. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. it was crowded at LaGuardia though. It was crowded. So maybe they were just looking quickly for the tickets. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not the worker there, so I don't know answer behind that but i was able to get in with a standby ticket flying southwest three hours before my real ticket was and they let me check in my bags my bags made it there the the southwest rep was like don't worry <laughs> your bag will either come with you during if you make that flight and if it won't it'll go on the original flight so he was very i was like kind of paranoid and he's like no lady he's like go. very <laughs> confident you're like this is not you're like i'm never confident about bags making it he, he was. He was like, just go. And I'm like, all right, leaving. So I, ha I have my food at the lounge. And then um, when it came time close to boarding, because you, you look at the TV and everything and also your Southwest app. So it came close to boarding time. I went there and then they called my name and I got a confirmed seating. But I was like near the back. I was like, see, see, like, see, it's very far back in the seas section. Wow. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's not that far flying from, from New York to Chicago. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, so that one works. It's like Southwest is free, free for everyone who flies standby for the same day ticket. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The next ticket I actually flew on standby was actually... So I bought a ticket with points from United Players. So I was flying from um, Taipei to SFO. So that was on points. But my ticket that I was flying standby on was from SFO to LAX in basic economy. So what happened oh. was, so you know, this is going to be a bougie backpack double hack. So when I got to um, Taipei to check in my bags, I was like, can you send this to LAX? But I also want to board an earlier flight. And the lady was like, well, we can send it to LAX for your, your next flight, but you have to at the counter in SFO because once you land in the U.S., the first airport you land in the U.S., you have to check in your bags again. So they were saying, like, once you get to the U.S., you're going to have to check in your bags regardless. You had to pick up from the um, baggage claim and then check it in again. So then you'll, you'll ask them to fly standby then for your standby ticket. But she says, like, on those bags, I can send it to LAX, no problem. So I don't know if she was supposed to do that or not because the, the ticket that had the two free bags was in from, from Taipei to SFO. But I showed her my United account. It had SFO to LAX and basic economy. And she was like, yeah, I can put that one on the baggage tags for it to end in LAX. And you won't get charged for that section. And for anyone that flies United, you know, bag fees are like, what, 25 or $35, right? So that's at least 50 bucks I saved from that, like, you know, asking them to put, make sure like, you like I showed her my United account and she can pull it up in my United account too, at the United counter and see that I had a same day flight to go to LAX at the end. Okay, so you'd booked kind of an unpositioning flight back and you were trying to save money by booking basic economy because you found the good point deal from SFO, but then you wanted to, you didn't want to pay for a full main cabin seat. So you paid for basic economy and they were able to attach it together. It gets even better. This was United Travel Bank credits. (laughs) And on top of that, on top of that, I haven't used this credit in years. And on top of that, my flight actually dropped in price. So I, re- I, re- I, I it's like, you know how you track your flights in Google Flights? The yeah. flight dropped from like, I think like 89 to 69, something like that. Like it was like, it dropped. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. So it dropped. I think it was, yeah, it was, I think it was 89 to 59 or six. I had to check the receipts, but it was like 50 bucks less. So I was like, all right, it dropped in price for the later flight. And I knew on United, you can fly standby. So I was like, all right, I, I canceled the other flight on United Travel Bank because I literally bought that flight two days in advance because I wasn't sure what mm-hmm. I was doing yet. I had a backup flight on Southwest, but this business class seat I found for, to go from Taipei to um, SFO was last minute because I was positioning myself from Asia. So when I was in Asia and Bali, I bought my flights last minute because I was waiting for award space to open up. So I literally bought it like a few days prior, like a super last minute to, to find the business class seat and everything. So once I got that handled and then like the day or two before I was looking at prices and then they all look kind of like the same, but literally the day before 
the price dropped on the flight. So I canceled that other one because it was less than 24 hours. And then bought the new ticket with United Travel Bank credits for both. So the old ticket was refunded with United Travel Bank. Because usually it says for basic economy, you have to like get refunded within seven days or so. Like depending on the airline, you like for the 24 hour refund to work, sometimes they have rules where it has to be seven days or more. But when I try to cancel the basic economy ticket, I guess because it was with United Travel Bank credits. So they're like, yeah, we'll give you a full refund. So I was like, all right. So I, I did that and I got the refund and then I bought the new ticket with United Travel Bank. Wow. <laughs> so I know it was a I hack guess... within a hack. <laughs> well, and then the other hack is that the United Travel Bank. So I'm assuming the United Travel Bank was from your American Express Platinum card. Yeah. So before when I lived in New York, I had United Travel because um, New York is a big um, United hub. So that's why I had it that way. Southwest isn't as big in um, the East Coast as it is in the West Coast. I mean, LaGuardia does have Southwest, but it's not as huge, like for the city wise, as much as the West Coast is. So I didn't choose Southwest back then. Also because Southwest back then for for America, for um, the credits, they used to expire. So you had to use it within one year versus United Travel Bank mm-hmm. credits, it's within five years. So then I was like, okay, well, I'd rather get United Travel Bank if I live in New York and New York is nearby versus Southwest. It's not as good for the um, availability wise and it expires within one year. So I wanted to have five years versus one year for the opportunity cost, you know, to use it. <laughs> Yeah. So, so just to dissect that a little bit in case you're like, what the heck are they talking about? This opportunity cost thing. No, just to dissect it a little bit. Um, the, the, with the $200 American Express Platinum credit that you get on your card, you can only use it for incidental purchases or for things like they, uh, purchases on the plane or for upgrades, things like that. That's what you're supposed to be able to use it for. However, for Southwest, you can actually use it for flights as long as it's under a hundred dollars. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I do it under a hundred dollars. So I do, I do four transactions. So I do like $50 yeah. tickets each just because like for me, I rather yeah. have it done that way. You know, like I don't want it to be like a hundred dollars and then it doesn't work. So I do, I do it that way. Yeah. So I've never, I've never done it with Southwest, but what I do, because I usually, I don't fly Southwest too much, but what I do is the United Travel Bank. So with United, and this is what Angel also did before. So with United, you can buy travel bank credits with that $200 credit. So what I usually do is I buy, I'll buy like a $100 travel bank credit and then I'll buy another $100 travel bank credit. You can also just buy $200 travel bank credit if you want. And then that is a credit that is put into your United account and you'll it'll wipe out the Amex $200 fee. So you can actually use it for that, even though technically you can use your travel bank money towards the flight. So it's kind of like a roundabout way to be able to use that Amex $200 credit for United flights. But the other cool thing about it is that you can kind of, you can kind of stack them on top of each other. So you can save them and they're still valid each year for up to five years. So I actually used my, I used two travel bank, two years worth of travel bank credits on one $400 flight this year. So that's a, that's a way that you can use those credits, <laughs> especially good to know this time of year, because we're almost at the end of the calendar year. So you want to use up that credit. So if you happen to have selected United for your, for your airline of choice for American Express Platinum, and you haven't used all of that credit yet, you can finish using your credit with that. Or if you used if you chose Southwest, you can do the same thing, but you can actually pay for your flights directly with that. 
Oh, and if also if you haven't picked an airline yet, you could still pick one. As long as you haven't used the credit yet, you can still pick an airline. So we'd recommend probably choosing one of those because those are the easier ones. There's other workarounds you can do with Delta and American. There's different things you there's different ways you can use that credit, but that those are the two easiest by far. Yeah, I think um, United Travel Bank is a very easy one. United's one of the bigger airlines too. So if if Southwest is not near you, at least United, they will fly to a lot more places than Southwest does. So mm-hmm. that's a good option for you to look at. I'm just checking the flight right now. I'm just checking my email inbox. So the original flight was $69 was an original flight. And then my new flight was $49. So it was $20. It wasn't as drastic as I thought it would be, but still money. It was like 48 versus 69. So like almost 20 bucks. So let's just say 20 bucks. So, so I canceled my other flight because it was within 24 hours and on the United travel bank website, it says I could cancel and still get a full refund. So that flight was like $49, like was like $69. And then my flight dropped to $49 for a later flight. But because I knew I can fly, fly standby for free, I took that, that chance. So I was like, all right, let me just try to fly standby. And I flew out on a standby flight that was even cooler than both flights. So like when I landed, Mm -hmm. I had an hour. But unfortunately, because the lines were too long at immigration and to check in your bags again, I missed that other flight that I wanted to take. Because you know how you have to check in your bags within like an hour, like the cutoff time mm-hmm. is an hour. So when I landed, it was exactly an hour. So it was too late for that where they already cut off the bag time. And also because mm-hmm. immigration was taking long, too long anyway to go through like everything and stand in line for the bags and everything because everybody's like doing the same thing. Because once you get to the U.S. for your first flight, if you have to connect somewhere else, let's say you're going to SFO to LAX or SFO to JFK, you have to pick up your bags again and check it in again at the baggage counter. So not a lot of people know mm-hmm. that, but like I had to do that. So I had to do that again. So once I got to the baggage counter, I asked them for that flight that was leaving in like an hour or so. They're like, oh, sorry, like it's too late because the cutoff time is too late. Also, they're like, they're like boarding now, and you're not gonna make it because you had to go through um, like um, security. So I was like, okay, that's fine. And the next flight after that was two hours. And originally, and usually, you have to fly standby. It says on the ticket, says a standby. But the guy was like, he put in a system. He was like, today is your lucky day because I got you a window seat and it's a confirmed ticket. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> Wow. Okay. So I got lucky. And then he's like, I'll send your bag selling eggs. Don't worry. You're not paying for the fee. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Because it's like 20. Like, I actually Google it. How much? I think it's $35 actually. United bag. And this was a basic economy flight? Oh my gosh. Because normally, normally what happens is they'll put you on the standby list. And then I think if someone has higher status than you and they're also on the standby list, they'll go in front of you. Right? Oh, so on my ticket. It says on my receipt, it says first bag is $35. Second bag is $45. So 35 plus 45, I saved $80, right? Wow. For just telling the rep to connect my itinerary. So imagine you didn't do that. Imagine you didn't tell the rep to connect your itinerary. You just assumed like, oh yeah, I'll pick my bag later. And then that would work out. No, this is why you do little hacks and follow us too and listen to our podcast because we have little hacks in there <laughs> that we try to test out and everything. So that worked. Literally, the like, like this sounds like the most bougie backpack thing to go, to fly business class from United Polaris tend to fly basic economy. <laughs> but the basic economy flight was only one hour. So that, that that's fine. My 11-hour flight from Taipei to SFO was fine. And they gave me pajamas. So on United Polaris now, it's by request. 
you have to request the pajamas. But literally, in my seat was the um the bin, and then the bin was the pajamas. So I asked the flight attendant, I was like, "Hey, you guys weren't passing this out. Can I have one?" And he was like, "Well, they're by request now, but yeah, you can have one." <laughs> I don't know. This so is the most do you <laughs> do you think that they the reason they he just made gave you a confirmed ticket instead of putting you on standby was because your first flight was business, so it looked like your whole your whole reservation was business so you were like an elevated kind of more like an elite customer at that point i guess so <laughs> wow that yeah that's a good hack i've never heard that with, with United. i've never heard of that specifically working i know you can i've done that before where i've connected connected itineraries i think it's always a good idea just in case something goes wrong like so let's say well i mean even angel did miss her flight so it would have gone it could have gone badly so um and usually they'll they would help you but if you had a positioning flight and it even especially if it's on a different airline like you're kind of out of luck because they wouldn't you know they can't just put you on another flight because they don't have that connection of oh she missed it because we were late or our immigration took long something like that so it's always good to, to connect your itineraries when you can sometimes you can't like i've tried it before with i tried connecting i actually booked through and it's it's kind of weird because sometimes you can when you're booking partner airlines but sometimes you can't like, so for example, I was flying, I booked a American Airlines flight using British Airways, Avios, and I booked that from, from Charlotte to New York. And then I flew on Japan Airlines from New York to Tokyo. And my New York to Tokyo flight was booked with American Airlines miles, but it was a Japan Airlines flight. So I called, I called American and they said they couldn't connect the itineraries because it was to Japan Airlines. And they also said, because I booked it with British Airways, which is weird. Like, so it was kind of, it was weird because if I had just booked it with American, which they didn't have the, there, were, there wasn't a possible way to get the route that I wanted booking through American. Cause usually that first leg is free, but that was not, there wasn't any availability. Like that was not an option for me when I tried to do that. So, um, so that would have been an easier way to just connect it. But but yeah, they um, sometimes you can't connect it, I guess. Well, they wouldn't let me connect it at the airport in Taipei. She just printed out the bag, the bag, the bag ticket to send to S to um, LAX. So like my later flight, she printed out the bag ticket and checked me in. But she says once I get to SFO, I have to ask for the standby list because she couldn't do it for me at Taipei. So she's like, no, you have to do that at SFO. And I was scared because I'm flying basic economy. So I literally squeezed like the two two free bags I had. It was like my carry-on bag and the other one. And I was like, I just had my backpack. I was like, okay, I'm squeezing as much stuff in here as much as possible. So I just did that. It was like my water bag and then like a carry-on bag that I just squeezed in for her to check in. Because I was scared. Like once if I get to SFO and they're going to charge me because I'm flying basic economy now. But the bag ticket says um, I'm flying... Um, like if they sent it to last stop at LAX, but I wasn't sure if they're going to waive the fee because I was trying to fly standby for an earlier flight too, but um they did, mm -hmm. so it worked out from that sense. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, so you wouldn't even have your itinerary connected until you landed and you already missed your first flight. Well, I didn't. I wasn't on that flight, so my flight was later in the day. So like for the the flight I had later. Oh, so okay. The, the flight I had later. Yeah, so I booked a 6.30 p.m. flight because that was like $40, $49, but I wanted to take the 1 p.m. flight. So that's, I wanted to get in mm. earlier, like, you know, to take the earlier flight. So when I got to the airport they, um, at Taipei, they're like, well, you can't be on a standby list until you get to SFO because you need to check in your bag and stuff, but we'll print your, your bag tickets for your original flight 
at 6 30 p.m so you, you don't have to worry you don't have to pay for them because you're flying Polaris, so it's included. So you don't have to pay. And, and I said, like, once I get to SFO, would they charge me? Because I had to fly standby to switch to an earlier flight for the tickets. And they're like, you'll see. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so I didn't have a definite answer. So when I got to SFO, I asked them, can I fly standby for the earlier flight? And they let me. And the guy, when he punched it in, I was able to to get a confirmed seat right away. And I was like, oh, that, I guess that kind of works. And he was like, yeah, it's it's supposed to put you in standby, but we got your seat anyway. So today is your lucky day. And you don't have to pay for the two bags that you're flying basic economy. <laughs> he saw I was flying Polaris. And then he went from, he was like, you flew Polaris to basic economy. And I was like, it's okay. I, I will accept it. But I had a zero cost day that day. So like I went to the lounge at Taipei for breakfast, ate on the airplane, got to SFO, went to Centurion Lounge. And then when I got to LAX, I ate at the United Players Lounge, which is like the fancy one with the fancy um yeah, fine dining. Nice. So I, I I had a zero cost day. And I was kind of mad. So when I got to um, LAX, I barely missed the green juice. They stopped serving the breakfast <laughs> items at certain no. time. And, they, and then they stopped. They had a green juice on the menu. And then I asked them. I was like, hey, I barely missed this. And then she was like, let me ask Let me ask the kitchen. And the kitchen was like, sorry, we don't, we're not juicing anymore. So yeah, I missed my green so juice. They're not, at they're the not juicing anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're, she was like, sorry, we stopped the breakfast. No more juices, you know. It was on the ju- wow. it was on the menu a juice like a green one, so I saved like let's say the grand scheme of things fifty dollars from the flight that I actually wanted, plus the the bags because I told them to connect the itinerary and to print out the bag fee because I didn't want to pay for it, so I saved fifty plus one hundred twenty dollars, because it says for a basic economy ticket you pay um you go to like your first bag fee is thirty five dollars plus forty five. So seventy dollars. So wow. that's like eighty dollars. So I save like what, like eighty plus fifty, one hundred thirty dollars, just from doing this hack of like flying standby in a basic economy ticket. So yeah, it worked out for me. So let's just go through the different airlines and what their policies are with standby because we not all of them are the same, and some of them do charge fees. Yeah, so American Airlines and Delta, I believe it's $75 for an earlier flight for the standby fee. So with American, though, if you have status, you can bypass that, right? Yeah, I think you could bypass status for any of the airlines if you have that, where they might let you standby for free. I don't know for United if they're supposed to let me, like, because even my friend who works for, I have a friend who's a flight attendant for United, and I told her what I did. (laughs) And she was like, even I didn't think of that. (laughs) <laughs> she was like, I'm proud of you. I even I didn't think of that. I was like, I know. <laughs> yeah, because so, I didn't know okay. that you could fly standby for free on a basic economy ticket on United. Either that or I got lucky. Okay, so for so for American and Delta, if you don't have status, it is you have to pay $75. For United, it's free. For Southwest, it's free. Yes. So those are the major airlines. Yeah. That, that the, for the, mm-hmm. the cost and stuff. I think JetBlue, it depends on the, the route for JetBlue if it's free or not. So it depends. Yeah. But yeah, I never thought I would like, you know, hack into like standby, but like, hey, if this works out, I don't mind getting there earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, that's nice. I mean, it is annoying. When that one time I got there earlier, I was so annoyed because when I did that, I it was before I was like into travel hacking and I didn't have any lounge access. Like now... If I did that and I showed up and I had still had to wait two hours, I'd be like, okay, I'm just back to the lounge, like whatever. 
and probably pick another lounge to go to and, and post up there. But with that, with the one time I did it, I didn't have any lounge access. So I was just stuck in terminal C in Newark, which is just a miserable place to be. (laughs) So I was not happy, but yeah, that that's a good strategy, especially if you do have access to a lounge, you can, you know, if you just want to get home earlier or at least try worst case, you just end up going to the lounge and you can relax there a little bit longer. Yeah. I mean, at that, at SFO, Worst case scenario, I just would have stayed at Centurion Lounge the whole day. So people don't know this, but um, for Centurion Lounge, as long as you have the same day ticket, like where you connect, it doesn't matter how long the gap is. So like um, most mm-hmm. um, lounges let you on, in only three hours before your departure. But because I had a same day ticket where I'm arriving in SFO and then I'm leaving at SFO later than that day, I would have just stayed there the whole day if they said no at United. Yeah, so it kind of... it it bypasses that three-hour rule as long as it's a layover that you're on you yeah, can go so into I've lounge. done this a few times I've done this in Mexico City and I also done this at JFK as well where it's been passed mm-hmm. three hours. like I stayed at lounge pretty much the whole day before so at JFK I flew a red eye um this was last month sorry two months ago in September I landed around five or six in the morning and then left around four or five p.m so I was there the whole day working in the lounge let us know in the Bujin Backpack mailbag if you have flown standby before or if you have any other travel hacks that you want us to go over. Yeah, don't forget about that Bougie in a Backpack mailbag. Maybe next week we'll answer some questions from there. So make sure you put them in there. We'll answer your exact question. So it's a good chance for you to get, if there's something you're confused about, it's easier to explain it on a podcast rather than us you know, making a reel or something about it. Sometimes things can kind of get lost there so we can explain it more in detail here. So feel free to fill that out. And if you enjoyed this podcast, if you learned something new, if you could please leave us a five-star review and five stars and a written review. We really appreciate that. That helps us to be able to put on episodes every week and put on free events like our stacking challenge and our travel hacking challenge and our Southwest challenge. And we just really appreciate hearing from you. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you next week. <laughs>